Do you remember traveling through airports in the wake of 9-11? The rules and restrictions, the intense and anxiety-provoking security, the way it changed society's views of people of color trying to travel? I certainly remember thinking, I can't wait for everything to go back to normal. That was 19 years ago. Traveling never went back to normal. When you're in total isolation for a month, as most of us have been now, it's impossible not to walk around the rooms of your house with a tinfoil hat on. Over the last few weeks, I've been wondering what freedoms we're giving up now during this lockdown that we'll never get back again. I worry the world is changing now for the worse in ways that we will never see reversed. Here's how I think our lifestyles could forever be affected. New arrivals into the country are now asked for geolocation permissions on their smartphones so their quarantine adherence can be tracked, just like in China. This kind of behavior is expected in authoritarian nations with dictators at the helm. But no laws in New Zealand or Australia allow police to make such requests of citizens. Once we permit geo-tracking by authorities, I fail to see how this won't be extended outside of COVID-19. Even when this lockdown is well over, I can't imagine being allowed to go to a bar full of cramped partygoers again. Call me hedonistic, but I think humans have a fundamental right to party, to dance with our sweaty peers and let our problems loose on a club's dance floor. How is this ever going to be legal again? Does nightlife, one of life's true freedoms and pleasures, especially for the young and young at heart, even have a future? Police have assumed extraordinary powers during the lockdown, to the point we don't yet know if arrests for non-compliance to the lockdown will actually hold up in court. The approximate 10% prosecution rate for lockdown breakers suggests the thousands of arrests are well beyond reasonable numbers. Yet we've now accepted that cops pulling us over isn't just for traffic infringements. It's for the, let's say it, unlegislated safety of the general population. What's next for government de demands of police overreach? Will unwarranted searches and detainment happen at a constable's discretion? Will minority groups like people of color, the LGBT community, the poor and the homeless inevitably suffer first? Peaceful protest has been a part of the New Zealand psyche since the 1981 Springbok tour. But during this lockdown, the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act that grants us freedoms of expression and peaceful assembly has been put on ice. 
When prevented from gathering together to protest issues, seek action, or demand change, we lose an essential element of a free and democratic society. What's stopping, quote, public health risks being used as an excuse in the future to prevent physical protesting? Physical human touch is what I've craved most during the lockdown. We're now all conditioned to fear each other's touch. Does this mean when friends and family greet each other, there'll be no more hugs or kisses? We all have a fear of contracting a virus from close contact now. Think of all the human-to-human beauty services you used to enjoy. Haircuts, massages, manicures, pedicures, waxing. Will these be possible under persistent social distancing rules? What happens to those industries and what happens to touch? Google and Apple are developing a Bluetooth-based app at the moment. It'll alert you when someone diagnosed with COVID-19 is nearby. How is this not a breach of medical confidentiality? What happens when stigma is attached to a positive coronavirus diagnosis, like it was during the AIDS crisis, and people become afraid, hostile, and violent towards others around them? When apps facilitate discrimination, digital living will truly have revolted against us. Work from home will be the future for much time to come, which will lessen our social engagement in the long term. This allows us to shirk off employment responsibilities because nobody is physically watching over our shoulders. Those who would typically spend five hours on Reddit a day and only three hours during actual work can change that ratio to seven to one with work from home without their managers seeing it. On the other side of the coin, work from home has highlighted, quote, non-essential jobs in many industries. Companies are going to be able to use COVID-19's economic effects as the sole reason to lay off employees. Whether the reason for doing so is legitimate or not. In trusting our governments, we told them that we permit our civil liberties being suspended for the greater good. But there are a lot of self-aggrandizing or misguided leaders in the world right now. Why wouldn't they use lockdowns for their own personal or political gain in the future? In proving that we can be tightly controlled, we may have opened the door to a future of undemocratic behaviors. Our free and independent lifestyles are the biggest losers here. Maybe total isolation is making me paranoid, but drastic measures taken to contain COVID-19, measures that are without scientific evidence a lot of the time, 
could lay the foundations for totalitarianism. Before you take my tinfoil hat off me, it's time we think about that old Russian proverb, nothing is more permanent than a temporary solution. Take it to heart. In coming months and years, as this coronavirus wanes, we must be careful ensuring its control systems do not.